Welcome to the Blind Jesus Freak Podcast, a podcast that focuses on living a Christ-centered life with a visual impairment. Even if you don't have a visual impairment, stick around. You might just be blessed by how the blind look at God's Word. Yeah, the pun is totally intended. And now, here's your host, the Blind Jesus Freak himself, Mike Calvo. Well, howdy, everyone. Welcome. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Welcome to the Blind Jesus Freak Podcast. My name is Mike Calvo. I'm Jamie Pauls. And I'm Lisa Salinger. And we would like to welcome you to number 12 in our podcast. I can't believe we've been doing this for 12 weeks already and people are still listening. Oh, my goodness. God is good. Amen. You know, they say that when a man is right with his God, even his enemies find favor with him. So, which one of you is right with God? (laughs) Because uh, we seem to be finding a lot of favor. I'm always hanging on, it seems, by the skin of my teeth, but he's good, and he's gracious, and he's kind and loving and all that good stuff. How, How are you guys doing, Lisa? Ladies first, how are you? I'm doing well. Keeping busy. You know, you always ask this, and every week I say I'm going to come up with something original, and so far I haven't really managed, but uh, there's something to be said for things just consistently going well, no huge ups, no huge downs. You know, that's a great thing to, uh, it's a great thing when your life is like that, that you don't have these huge roller coasters of emotion. I can attest to that. Yeah, because sometimes you need those flatten out sort of times, they're times to really look forward and look back, but be grateful, I think. Amen. Amen. And Jamie, how are you, man? How how was your week? Doing well. Also, this is the time of year around my part of the country where spring is finally starting to peek its little head out and uh, people are actually being able to get outside in some warmer weather. And I love this time of year to sit outside and across the street, you'll hear a lawnmower come out and across the street, another direction, you'll hear some little kids play in and then pretty soon the smell of uh, grilled you know, hamburger starts wafting down the street and you oh, kind yeah. of um, wish go. maybe someone would invite you over. And um, But just the sounds of the neighborhood kind of coming to life after the winter months of snow and ice in this part of the country and uh, the uh, flowers starting to peek up and all that fun stuff. Yeah, here in Orlando, we actually were in the pool over the weekend. I don't know if it's quite warm enough for pools in your areas of the country yet. Not quite. Yeah, here it's been, oh my goodness, it's been in the 90s some days. Oh, wow. Although we've been getting some rain and stuff, and we need it in Orlando. For whatever reason, we tend to get droughts, and uh, we can use the rain, as much rain as we get. Uh, It seems to be either, you know, just nothing. This year, I don't know how we're doing so far, but we had some good old-fashioned thunder boomers last night. I loved it. It was great to sleep, too. So, you know, it's a great time of year, like you said, Jamie. It's great to see the seasons change. So let me ask you guys, what makes you angry, Lisa? Bullies. Bullies. Without a doubt. Okay. Bullies. People taking advantage of other people who can't or won't fend for themselves. Sometimes it's the press using scare tactics to intimidate. I was in a perpetual state of apoplexy around the year 2000 because so many people seemed so afraid, and it made me angry because there was no need. And it just felt like, from all sides, people were playing on their fears. Jamie? 
Well, I hate to just um, say me too, or Lisa took my answer, but, uh, but that's did. interesting because she absolutely <laughs> did. That is actually one of my... The interesting thing about me is I don't get my feathers ruffled easily. In fact, there are times mm-hmm. that... And it's interesting that we're having this discussion because there are times I don't think I get angry enough, or at least I don't express. Now, my wife would tell you that I maybe have suffered from ulcers a little more and a little heartburn more than I should. So there's probably some internalizing of emotion that has gone on in my life at different times, but um, not a lot. My blood pressure doesn't boil over every little thing, but I do believe that seeing someone really truly take advantage of or hurt someone else will probably uh, cause me to want to go into fight mode quicker than anything. Well, you may wonder why I'm asking these things, and I'll be happy to tell you. (laughs) Last week, (laughs) as you guys know, we did this podcast on adversity as a classroom and not a jail cell. And We were going over the post-production of the podcast and one of the post-production team people said, you know that the podcast really helped me get some things in my life that have bothered me together. But one of the things that I constantly struggle with is anger. And I'm always trying not to be angry because Christians shouldn't be angry. And I was like, no, man. What do you mean Christians shouldn't be angry? The Bible doesn't say that. You know, the, the the person was like, well, didn't the Bible say that Christians shouldn't be angry? No, it doesn't. And as I started thinking about it and just processing through that possibility that we can't stop being angry, you know, because anger is a natural human response. Right. I started thinking, man, this is a great thing. I also was really excited because it took place on Wednesday you know, God has a sense of humor, and the Holy Spirit usually waits till about Saturday, sometimes Sunday, sometimes even Monday, to tell me what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Because I wish I could tell you that I'm this deep fountain of wisdom, but I mean it when I empty myself as a vessel for use by the Holy Spirit, because you don't want none of what this vessel's got, people. And keeping that in mind, when I teach, I'm just flowing from what the Spirit says through me and where I submit myself to what it's directing. So as you can imagine, I was very excited when I knew my subject matter for this week, like last Wednesday. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. But but there is a catch-22 because God has a sense of humor. Yes, he does. Because I knew... That if I was going to be teaching on anger, I was in for one crazy roller coaster week because God does not teach us by book reading. No, he does not. God teaches us through experience. One of the things that uh, my friend used to tell me is he said, Mikey, God has never used any of the soft edge tools on me (laughs) to chisel me. He's always used the hard ones. And I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I think he has to on most of us because, well, we're human and quite frankly, we're hard-headed. Yeah. Amen. So as I started thinking about this thing about anger, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, first of all, do we have the right to get angry? And my first thing is, you know, anger is a feeling. Anger is a feeling Sadness is a feeling, happiness is a feeling, lust is a feeling, greed is a feeling, envy is a feeling, all of these things. And you know what? We are flesh and we have original sin in us. Now, before 
we were a slave to that sin, which means that that sin directed our lives and it directed everything we did. But once we become believers and we're born again, we are born of the Spirit and we are no longer a servant of the flesh or of the sin in the flesh. In fact, Paul says that it's not I, but sin that dwells within my members that does these things. So what we're showing here is that these feelings aren't going to go away. True. Right? What's going to happen is we need to learn to submit feelings to the power of the Holy Spirit and to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Anger, for example, I mean, we're going to get angry. That's always going to happen. But what do you do about it? See, the Bible talks to us about anger. And it says in Ephesians 4.26, to not let the sun set on your anger. Okay, and to be angry and sin not. And I know I'm saying those backwards, actually, but let's take it first from be angry and sin not. What does that mean? Jamie, have you ever heard people talk about righteous anger? I have heard that all my life. Yep. And where is it in the Bible? (laughs) Well, you know, I don't really recall a scripture on righteous anger, honestly. I will give $1,000 to any person that listens to this podcast that can find righteous anger in the Bible. It doesn't exist. I would submit to you, and this is going to be just a little bit hard to swallow, that righteous anger is a Christianized excuse for our own fleshly behavior. Ouch. And by the way, when I point fingers out at you guys, I'm pointing three right back at yours truly. Because anger for me has been a bondage all my life. And of course, you know, I'm Cuban, so it's my Cuban temper. No. You know, it's my Irish temper. It's my Italian, you know. No, it's not. It's your flesh, dude. It's your flesh. It's your flesh and the lack of control that you have over it and the lack of areas you've submitted to the Holy Spirit. And you said, God, tame this horrible flesh of mine. So let's call it for what it is. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And the Holy Spirit's only going to come into the areas of your life that you submit to him. Now, the Holy Spirit will convict us of areas, but even if he convicts us and says, you know, son, this is where I want you to be, but you're not there. You still need to say, Father, I I give this to you. And then he says, good. Now, let me take you there. That's the key. Anger and unrighteous anger. I I don't believe that there's any righteous anger. Let's establish that from the get-go. The Bible says that there's not a righteous one among us, not a one which means that there is no such thing as righteous anger. The only righteous anger I think we read about in the Bible, and quite frankly, to me, it's a mystery, is Jesus' display in the temple. There's another point where he got angry when he healed the guy on the Sabbath, and he was kind of frustrated with the Pharisees, and he called people names. If I went out and called people a nest of vipers... If I walked into a church and looked at the preacher and said, you know, you're the head of a nest of vipers. You'd be I wonder uh, how that would go over. uninvited. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, if, if I went into a church, I've been into churches, man, where they've got ATMs <laughs> in the lobby. 
so that you can, you know, get your tithes and offerings. Wow. Are they accessible? <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> That's awful. You're bad. Insert laugh track. Uh, yes, they are. Insert gong. What? I, I just said insert gong. That really is kind of sad. <laughs> no, it was, it was funny, but, but yeah, they, actually, they probably are. Probably. Uh, because we want to give everyone an opportunity to sow a seed yes. to the Lord. Anyway. Insert um, your credit card. Oh, no, well, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I don't like that, but if I went into a church and tipped one of those over, (laughs) I don't think I'd be looked at as very righteously angry. So I have just decided to say part of what makes righteous anger, if there is such a thing, and I believe there isn't, is intent. Intent. We can be angry about things that are against God or against the laws of God. And one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, I am definitely pro-life. I do not believe that any of us have the right to kill an unborn child. And I really don't care if a person listening to this agrees with me or not. You are in America, if you are listening in America. If you're not, you're still entitled to your opinion and your view on it. It doesn't change it for me. Doesn't matter. However, I have a serious problem when I see in the news that a bunch of people that call themselves, quote, Christians, burn down one of these clinics that performs abortions, kills abortion doctors. I believe that I'm reading from the same Bible that everybody else is when I read, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yep. So... One of the things I tell people frequently is I've made a determination to stop being part of God's engineering team. I'm not in engineering. I'm in public relations and promotions. You know, I'm here to promote the kingdom. Jesus said to go out and proclaim the good news. That means people, Jesus came. He died for your sins. You are free. That's it. Not dude. You are living the worst life. You are just so anti-God. And you know what? You are going straight to hell. And this, you know what? No. I was reading today about judging. And it says, and I'm I'm a little bit off on a tangent here, but what the heck? Why not? In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, right around verse 11 or so in there, it says that God judges the non-believer. We're not to do that. We're to love the non-believers and we're to lead them to Jesus Christ and point them at the cross. You know who you're supposed to judge? Me. Yeah. I'm supposed to judge you. And when I say judge, I'm not supposed to condemn you. You're going to hell. That's not what I mean by judge. But I am to point out to you where you are in error, where your fruit is not that of the Holy Spirit. And there is a process that is discussed in the Bible to do that to an individual, to a group of individuals in front of a church. That is the only place in Scripture where I see that Christians have the right to judge one another, and that is only in love for the sake of correction, so that they can be restored to a right relationship with the Holy Spirit. But there is no such thing as righteous anger. Another thing about anger that I realized is that anger really doesn't make sense. Let's talk about when we get angry for a minute. We get angry when somebody cuts us off in traffic. 
if you're blind and driving a car uh watch it but sighted people get mad when people cut them off in traffic you know when someone rearranges your favorite stuff and you can't find something or when somebody rearranges the furniture in your house without telling you you get upset you get angry why is that when somebody says something wrong to you why is that well because you feel that your rights have been violated you feel that you're entitled to be angry. I Do you know who I am? Do you know what I think? Do you know, do you know that we are bondservants of the Lord Jesus Christ? So the question is, do slaves have rights? You know, we have animals that are our servants. There was even a time where human beings were considered property. A shameful time, I think, in American history, but a time nonetheless And when we have a servant, whether it be an animal or what have you, the rules say that we can do with that servant whatever it takes to make that servant do what we want it to do. In fact, I have a service dog and that service dog, I mean, I love him. He loves me and all that stuff, but he is my servant. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. So imagine if I start walking with the dog, with my harness on the dog. And uh, and Lisa just gave me a gift of this wonderful soft harness for my service dog, and he just loves it. Thank you, Lisa. And Hurley, thanks you so much too. My pleasure. I just um, you know, was happy to pass it along to somebody who could use it. Oh, he loves it. But even with this wonderful new harness, he knows who's in control. Can you imagine if I'm walking with the dog and I tell him turn left, and he stops and he says no. I'm not going to turn left, or he decides to turn right, or he starts jumping up and down. What's going to happen to him? If your dog starts talking, I'd stop in my tracks and read the story of Balaam, actually. No, no, he starts jumping (laughs) up and down. No, no, if he starts talking, I think he said no. That was where my mind went to, yeah. (laughs) Bad me, I'll be quiet now. If if he says no, that's hilarious. But no, if the dog decides to do his thing, he gets a correction. Yeah. And if he growls at you after he gets a correction, he gets a bigger correction. That dog doesn't have the right to be angry at you. And if he does want to be angry, he better keep his doggy mouth shut because I'm the master and he's not. So these are all just different perspectives I've had this week on anger. Another one is truthfully the uselessness of anger, how useless it is. Think about this one. So imagine someone that you know gets into a bad accident. It's an accident. There was nothing you could do about it. But you get angry that they got into an accident. Now tell me how useless that is. You can't do anything about it. So you're angry. (laughs) So it's a wasted emotion. Let's say you're at a party and someone has been drinking. And you tell them, look, you are not capable of driving you are going to get hurt if you drive. And they may get a little uh, impertinent and as folks that have been drinking do or what have you. To get angry with them when all you got to do is take the keys out of their hand and they're not going anywhere. Anger is useless because you have the ability to control that situation. You see? So it all comes down to almost like the serenity prayer. Well, as you're talking, the thought that comes to my mind is politics. And I mean, you go through an entire election cycle, one whole year for sure of 
the press saying one thing on one channel and someone else saying something else on another. And both campaigns are working feverishly to discredit the other. And you think you know how this thing ought to turn out. And maybe it doesn't turn out. And then you're all bummed on November, the whatever the next day is after the election. And the truth of the matter is our country will survive and we will live to see another election. And, uh, do the whole thing all over again. That's right. No, as long as you did your part, yeah. man. If you went out there, you voted, you did your part, shut up and exactly. sit down. Why yeah. are you, you going to be right. angry? It is a pointless. And let me tell you, you know, Jamie, at the beginning of the podcast, you said something so important about your wife thinking that you may have ulcers yeah. or whatever. Dude, anger. Anger is bad for yep. you. I mean, first you may get a little indigestion, you know, a little acid reflux, you know, then you might get an ulcer. And you know what happens, Jamie, if you hold on to anger long enough, dude, it gets to be cancer. It's true. Cancer. And cancer will kill you. It's true. All for what? For something somebody told you? Let me tell you, in my life, in my life, anger has done so much damage. I grew up not really understanding my blindness my culture didn't understand it. My parents didn't understand it. So instead of kind of encouraging me and stuff, they didn't know really what to do. So I just kind of ran wild. And the interesting thing was that I was accepted by a lot of kids because kids are pretty accepting that way. And I was a cool kid, I guess. I wasn't teased and that kind of thing. But adults, teachers, people in authority would tell me all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, you're not going to achieve everything you want to achieve, so kind of get used to it. You have to work harder than everybody else. And, you know, all these different negative messages that I received. And what they did is they made me angry because I felt that I was helpless. I felt that the world was against me. And I grew up with the most tremendous chip on my shoulder because I continuously needed to prove my ability to do this, my ability to do that. Let me tell you, when I started Serotech, I had become a Christian. I came out of selling drugs for many years and I became a Christian in 1996. And for a couple of years, I kind of floated around trying to figure out, okay, God, what do you want me to do now? All I know how to do is deal drugs and do music. I had toyed with computers early on because I worked at a bank And I found I had a knack for computers and I ended up training a bunch of blind people. But much like anybody kind of that is from Miami understands in Miami, it's kind of from one hustle to the next, you know, from one kind of thing that you do to the next. Um, It's funny. I called a guy. I'm looking for some furniture. The last time I saw him was about a year ago. And this dude had like a 30,000 square foot warehouse full of furniture and he was importing furniture from China and this and that. So I called my friend up and I said, Hey man, I want to buy some furniture from Marcus. And he was like, Oh no, Marcus is building boats now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's Miami yeah. for you. You know, I was like, well, what happened to the furniture thing? Oh, I don't know, dude. He's not doing the furniture thing anymore. He's building boats now. I want a boat? And I'm like, no, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't want a boat. So the thing is that I kind of floated around for a while trying to figure out what to do. And really, desired to change my life, my attitude about things. So what I said was, well, God, I'm kind of upset about blind people and our condition, and I really don't want kids to grow up like I grew up, whatever. Give me an idea. And of course, uh, a number of things happened. Uh, Radio Webcaster, which is my first product, then I started meeting a bunch of blind people. And, and as I got into the community and I started meeting blind people, 
not only did I gain a serious respect for us, even at the beginning, I used to think of me and them, I'm ashamed to say. But when I realized that I was one of us, I said, but I'm angry because I see the way that we've been treated. I see the way that we have responded and I see so many of us that are angry. I'm not going to be one of those people that whines and complains and, and gripes and just a, a gripey blind person. I want to do something. So I'm going to take my anger and I'm going to direct it into building a business. I'm going to make it a positive thing. <laughs> and you know, it drove me for a while. It really did. Anger can motivate you. Anger can fuel you. It can fuel yeah. your fire. It's a very passionate emotion. But at what cost? Oh my goodness, at what cost? I think of my beautiful wife, who as I dealt with other blind people, and as I dealt with the realities, and as you read some of my blog posts, man, and you read the passion that was in those, the anger, the frustration that was in those, I was living that, man. I was bringing it home to my poor wife. I was bringing it home to my kids. I was a pissed off blind guy, man. I just was, I was like, I can't believe the injustice of it all. Yeah. And it destroyed my wife. My wife is a dreamer. My wife is a person that looks for the greater good in everyone. She believes that everybody has good in them. Not me. I was a person who chose to focus on the evil in everyone. The evil things that we do to one another and get angry and get frustrated. Desire to change. You know, one of my favorite sayings that I've heard about mankind that frustrates me to no end because I think it's so true and I don't remember where I read it, but it said, man, he who dreams of peace and creates wars... I said, that's me. That's me. I want peace, but I want it by war as a means. What a horrible person I've become. Let me tell you, but it didn't end there. My wife, we would get into arguments and we would get into debates and I would bring my anger home. And my thing was, and I I wrote to her in a letter about a year and a half ago, a year or so ago, when the whole thing blew up and my marriage has uh, almost, it, it, it has deteriorated hopefully not beyond repair, but to such a degree because of anger. You know, I wrote her, I said, you chose to always eat from the tree of life. And I insisted on dragging you to the tree of good and evil because I was angry and misery and anger enjoy company. I think of our developer, Matt Campbell, who is such a hard worker. I think of the days, the hours that he would work and work and work. And I would sit here and dude, I never thanked him. It was just expected. Dude, you're a blind guy. We've got to work our butts off. We've got to do this, man, because we've got a mission. You know, anger, anger, anger. The things I would say to people, the audacity, the audacious things that would come out of my mouth because my heart was corrupt, dude. I was angry and I wouldn't give it over to God. Now, did I have the right to be angry? Well, as I said before, I don't know. I don't think we have the right to be angry because we're slaves but we're going to feel anger anyway. But the same as my guide dog getting angry, he can get angry and he may even be able to grumble. He may, you know, I have a visa Uh and he kind of (laughs) grumbles, you know, and he can do that. And I'll laugh and I'll pet and say, Oh, be a good boy. That's okay. You know, because he's just kind of expressing himself. He's expressing himself. He's being angry, but sinning not. He's not snapping at me. He's not resisting me. He's just kind of saying, look, dude, I really don't like this. And we can do that to God. Yes. You ever been angry at God? Oh, yeah. Lisa, you ever been angry at God? And I would submit that I've been angry at God 
honestly, I've railed against God. I'm embarrassed to say I've yelled at God. I've cursed at God. He doesn't perturb easily, does he? No. no. (laughs) He probably doesn't. Praise him that he is slow to anger. Yeah. He is slow to anger, as opposed to we being quick to anger. But we are told to be angry and sin not. We're also told to not let the sun set on our anger. And there's a couple of reasons for that. If you got a problem with somebody, first of all, try and have serious debates with people in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. That way, you don't have that long to be angry. Because anger, well, it hurts you. I mean, and obviously, if it gets bad enough, you can hurt other people. But as we said before, it can cause you some serious bodily harm, of which indigestion is not the least of them. There are others. Yeah. Not to mention, people won't like being around you. But if you have to have a conversation that you know is a bit touchy, well, first of all, pray before you have that conversation. Second of all, have it late in the afternoon or in the mid-afternoon. That way, by the time the sun sets, <laughs> you're obligated by scripture to stop it. <laughs> now, why is that? I'll tell you why. Because the Bible says that God's mercy towards us is renewed daily. And we are to renew mercies towards others because we are going to be forgiven by the same degree that we give others. Let me tell you, one day a while back, I read the Lord's Prayer. I just sat down and read it. It impacted me like the day I sat down and read my wedding vows. Oh my goodness. Mm. When you, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, you let it fly by and you don't really, when you start to sit down and you read that, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others oh dude just that one phrase the next time my wife or one of my children comes and says something to me that i or a stranger or a person somewhere that i just feel that i have the right to be angry and not forgive i just want to god please bring that to my remembrance to forgive others for you to forgive me with the same level of forgiveness i forgive others Oh, dude, let me tell you, we'd have a whole lot more forgiving going on. Definitely. Maybe we can get a forgive-a-meter. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, an iOS application, a forgive-a-meter for Android too. Yeah. <laughs> but a forgive-a-meter, and it shows where you're at, you know, when it comes to according to forgiveness. But anger damages, and it's, I think it's so important for us as blind people to understand that we're going to be angry, but we can't keep it inside. Look, guys. If you know Jesus, you've got a place that you can take your anger. It's called the cross. And you can take it right there and you can lay it down. And if you need to scream and yell and cry and pout and kick and bite, do it in your prayer closet before the Lord. Go confess it to Daddy. He will stand up on your behalf. There was a an individual that was uh, doing something to me that I was not appreciative of. And that individual, I wrote them letters and I really tried to do the right thing. And this individual insisted on continuing in persecuting me in such a way. And I don't know if it was that they were compelled to do it or whatever. The Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood. So I try my very best to not blame the individual. And I seriously try and blame the spirit behind them and then bind it (laughs) and loose them from it and tell it to go wandering in dry places. But that's a whole different teaching. And I wrote this person a nasty letter. And the person wrote me back 
and just said, you are such an angry man. And that cut me to the, that convicted me. But what convicted me worse was later when someone contacted me and said, you know that person that you've been upset at? I talked to them today and they were crying. And I said, why? And they said, because they were sitting at a Subway sandwich shop and a blind guy walked in and the Holy Spirit convicted that person about the way they had been treating you. And I said, oh, Jesus. And I wrote him back and I wrote him an email and I said, dude, I said, first of all, before I say anything else, I want you to forgive me because my God stood up for me and my anger insisted on me taking things into my own hands. And God used that very, th- that was this week, dude. That was today. Yeah. That was today. You know, and, and it was just like, man, God, you know, must you teach me these lessons so I got to go out on the podcast and tell people about them? And the Lord says, yes, you're my servant. I think God works in so many different areas at the same time and things that we have no idea of. And we only see the little small corner of it and i think that's why one of the reasons why it's so important that we and i again you point a finger at anybody else i'm pointing three of them back at me uh or four um but yeah actually four, why right. we i can't count that's all right <laughs> <laughs> listen to god and be led by him because he sees the big picture and he can say hold up here wait there, say this, don't do that. And the more we can listen to that, the more we're going to be flowing in his will and his grace rather than, and we've all done it, stumbling around in our own foolishness, honestly. Absolutely. And and I guess the, the whole point here, besides me sharing my rather embarrassing testimony, and that's okay, to God be the glory. But the bottom line is, yes, Christian, you can feel angry. It's not the feeling that's a sin. It's what you do about it. In fact, to not feel angry, to not process through it is really dangerous. Yeah. So whether it's bringing it to the Father in prayer, and if you're listening to this podcast today and you don't know Jesus, let me tell you, I am not the same person I used to be because of Jesus Christ. Just a year ago, after walking 17 years, almost 18 years with the Lord, He showed me my heart and he showed me the wife that I chose to walk through life with and the damage that my anger had done to her heart. And I was like, wow. And then he said, now, son, that you see what damage your anger has done, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to take it away. And both you and, and Lisa have known me. And I pray that over the last year, you've seen a change that God has done. And I'm not asking for affirmation or not. It doesn't really matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter for me to hear it because all it'll do is, yeah, I'm doing good. The point is that I know that God has made a difference because he showed me my sin and he took me beyond it. So if you're caught up in the prison of anger, if you're a Christian, you've already got to get out of jail free card, man. Just go to the Lord and say, Father, take this away. And he'll say, sure, thank you for giving that to me. And he'll take it. And if you don't know Jesus, hey man, listener, today's your day. You're not listening to my voice by coincidence. 
You know, I tell people that coincidences are when God chooses to be anonymous. But considering the fact that this is a God-centered podcast because we're all Jesus freaks, <laughs> there's no anonymous yeah. here when it comes to God. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, he's calling you, man. And if you're in the bondage of anger, if anger, if anything I've told you tonight resonates with you and you say, that's me, that's me, or man, that's, that was me, and I don't know what I'm going to do about it, and I'm just in one of those areas right now where I'm quiet, I haven't been angry for a while, but I know that that wolf is right at the door, and it's just waiting and crouching for the next bad situation so it can just roll up and come up and, and just rage. Can I ask you, can I invite you? to ask Jesus Christ into your heart. Just say, God, I realize I can't do this alone. I can't do this thing called life alone anymore. My sin is what drives me. Take it away. Forgive me of my sin. Don't count it against me. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life and be the Savior of my soul. In Jesus' name I pray. And you know what? There's going to be a celebration in heaven and there's going to be a change in your life and there's going to be a difference that you've never experienced before, man. It is going to be, let me tell you, if you've done drugs, it's going to be the best high you ever had. If you haven't, dude, you're going to feel like you're on cloud nine. Never, never, never again will you be in bondage to sin because the Bible says that God will always provide you a way out of it. And if you're angry, and you feel like doing something unrighteous about that anger, God says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Tell me about it. Rage at me about it. Rail at me about it. And I'll step in on your behalf. Even if it's someone who's several hundred miles away and they're sitting at a sandwich shop and I need to send someone in there to remind them of you. That was so powerful. I'll never forget that. What my God did And I'm not saying like, ha, 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 look what my God did. It didn't come off like that. It was like, yeah, God got him, ha. It wasn't like that. It was like, my God, I can't believe that in spite of the horrible things that I felt in my heart, you did this for me, for your son, for your child. Thank you, dad. So that is our lesson on anger. You guys want to add anything to this? A lot to think about there, and I'm not just saying that as a cliche. You know, it's interesting to do these Bible studies because I believe we begin to know each other in the spirit as well as in the flesh, and I think that's an important thing. I mean, Mike, I've learned things about you in study and time of prayer and fellowship that I would not know from you as my boss or just even someone that I'm inspired by or look up to as a leader in the community. I think when we can be vulnerable and share with one another from our hearts and from our spirits, I think that's really what God wants when he talks about the fellowship of the believers. I mean, we like to eat. Amen. Christians got the eating part down, man. We got that figured out. Hey, I'm <laughs> going to a Baptist church. Think, <laughs> <laughs> they, they know, they yeah, know, brother, they got that down, man. buddy. But it's that, uh, that Bible study is a little more serious business. What you just did tonight, what we just did tonight is, uh, that's a little harder work there, I think. Well, I I appreciate your words of encouragement. To me, I'm honored to be able to share my story with people. And if it helps anyone, then you know what? To God be the glory, because he knew what he was doing in spite of me. (laughs) So Lisa, anything for you? I would just encourage 
listeners, if you're sitting there and you're saying, well, you know, I really can't identify with this. I'm more a slow to anger kind of person. No one has ever called me angry. I would encourage you to look a little deeper. I think some of us were raised with taboos and in environments where anger was not acceptable and nice people just didn't. And Mm -hmm. whether you were trying to be nice, whether you were trying to please so as not to rock the boat, whether you just had a particular temperament that didn't tend toward anger, I think that sometimes people who are not angry by nature get very skilled at diverting anger into things like sadness or depression or self-hatred or just a general discontent. Sometimes I've seen people... I was vocal and I had all that stuff. Yeah, I've seen people sometimes (laughs) feel very sorry for themselves. And when you dig down and you get to the bottom of it, anger is at the bottom of a lot of that. And I think that's why anger is so dangerous because it wears different masks, it wears different hats. And so I would encourage you to really take this to heart and listen to it in light of your own temperament and see what might be there that God is attempting to teach you. I would say one more thing before we call the subject closed, and that is that if you really examine anger, based on the fact that we believe we have rights and we believe that those rights have been violated, well then, could it be that the true root of anger is pride? That's a powerful takeaway because I I think Lisa hit on it and I think that you just put it out there for what it is. I think that's absolutely right. And this is the thing, people. I mean, the thing about anger is so serious because if it is based in pride, pride is an abomination. To God. And while I believe very much that grace covers a multitude of sin, in Hebrews chapter 4, it tells us that when we willingly sin, when we decide we're going to just do this thing, that we come out from under grace. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means for people's salvation and all this other stuff. And I don't want to get into all that doctrinal junk. Sorry for calling somebody's doctrine junk. That doesn't apply here. The point is that anything that takes me away from God's grace is terrible. And if my knowing decision to walk in pride or anger and give into it and be directed by it, if I knowingly do this, I'm coming out from under grace. God gave his son so that I could have grace. And I'm not guilting anybody, but I'm thankful for what Jesus did for me. So as Steve Brown says, and he's a, I don't know if you guys ever heard Steve Brown. He's got this really deep voice and you think about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow. How serious, how solemn. Oh my goodness. Well, guys, if you want to uh, reach out to us, 
Whew. If you want to reach out to us, please do visit us at www.blindjesusfreak.com. Follow us on Twitter. Hey, we're trying to get those Twitter numbers up. Please do retweet. Do tell people about the podcast. Do get people out there and get engaged. Send us an email to info at blindjesusfreak.com. Hey, Jamie, thank you so much for coming in tonight and hanging out with us uh, as you do uh, from time to time on Tuesday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. And you too, Lisa. I enjoyed Thank it. You. Thank you so much to both of you. Are we going to stay around and do hour two? Been great. So much to cover no, in this no, one. We're, <laughs> right? Well, half the time well, when no, you ask no, no, if no, I have a comment, I feel like, oh, you said it all. Tonight I'm like, oh, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Part maybe what you can do anger. is you can like write a commentary or do something like that and either post it on the website or maybe even next week uh, we can talk about it. Next week, Jamie, you're you're going to tell us a story, aren't you? What are you going to do next week? I am. Had an experience several years ago. It was kind of a bad experience, but the way God works, his good overshadows and eclipses bad things in our lives. I'm going to bring that out very strongly next oh, week. Oh, what a teaser. What a teaser. Well, hey guys, remember yes. until next week, everybody is a freak about something. So, hey, be a freak about Jesus. See ya. Thank you for checking out the Blind Jesus Freak Podcast with your host, Mike Calvo. A podcast that focuses on living a Christ-centered life with a visual impairment. Even if you don't have a visual impairment and you made it this far, we see you stuck around. If you learned something, we invite you to add us to your favorite podcasting software and make us a part of your regular biblical studies. You might just be blessed by how the blind look at God's Word. Yes, the pun is totally intended. So stop being politically correct and let's just relate to one another as God's kids. For more information about this ministry, visit us on the web at www.blindjesusfreak.com and learn how easy it is for you to connect with us and a bunch of other Jesus Freaks on your favorite social networks. Remember, everybody's a freak about something. Join us and be a freak about Jesus. After all, he's crazy about you.